Hi, and I'm back with the final episode of this Witch Rising special. All week you've been hearing from powerful voices, and it's been pretty amazing what we're hearing. And I've done my best to keep myself to uh, being avoiding because these women will chew me up if I mansplain anything. And I really appreciate all the comments we've been getting and how many people have really appreciated these shows that are on Blog Talk Radio. It is also on uh, uh, iHeartRadio. It's been broadcast. I'm so surprised. It's on Apple and it is on Spotify. So you can listen to these and these will be saved forever, but it is available for you to listen to. So one of the things that came, we keep calling it Witch Rising, and basically Witch Rising was a name that I created a while ago during the early period of the Trump movement that was about what was happening, witches were rising, and there was a, a lot of power behind it. And I had a lot of help with that, and one of the people who helped me with it, uh, it was Liz Hamilton, uh, who helped me for ages. But over the time, it became neglected the movement, you know, because it is, um, we felt it was passed. And then suddenly we're having a dominionist problem. We had a lot of things and Mary Hawk, my next guest, let me talk about Reverend Mary Hawk for a minute. And, uh, so she has been doing a banner job. Uh, of, she's been like the voice of the year. She's come out of like nowhere. She did 10, 12. I mean, all, all, whatever we want to call them, all, uh, overnight successes start with only decades of work. And so there it was. So she taken pride in a lot of other events while raising children and grandchildren and 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 doing all those wonderful things that make people make her such a warm thing uh, uh, is very important. And so she's been out there, but in the last, since basically April of last year, for the last three years, she's been working on the Pagan World Project and took out on the Pagan World TV and has become a community educator and, and just being a uh, leader and has now been recently awarded an award recognizing that and i just forgot the name of it it is by uh sacred past sanctuary tradition um it's been out there and it is wisdom it is about wisdom and her sincerity but i will let her tell you about that a little bit and and, and welcome her onto the show okay thank you so much ed i appreciate the chance to be here and I'm going to point out that Ed also received an award at the same time. He got the Scroll of Wisdom, and I received the, uh, oh my goodness, you would ask me. It doesn't, okay, because I, I didn't put it up ahead of time. But let's go ahead and get started. Awards aside, you guys need you should get an award. Take a look at it. Look up on our page, Peggy World TV, where we announced it. And uh, we've been doing banners. I mean, we have daily programming. You've done a really good job. Banner programming. We've got a lot of different shows. I mean, let's go ahead and be like, the witches are coming. And a lot of, I, we we saw a lot of people nominating our material. Hmm? And we'll see what, who, what what nominations out there. But you put out, for for first year, you put out 20-something shows. Got people who build out like 20-something shows. We did, and it was actually, um, I've just got a certificate of recognition for wise authority and wise power. So there we go. Okay. All right. Moving on. Yes, I've been doing Witch Rising, and I have been doing Tarot Thursday. Mm hmm And tonight... We're going to talk about 
um, what I'm seeing as a real threat to the pagan community, and I'm going to move a little back in time to build this up. So bear with me a little bit. And we're going to talk about the Christian Dominionism movement. And I want to make a point here. I am not attacking Christianity as a faith. And I'm not even talking about all Christians or even most Christians here. And I do want to make that clear. But uh, Dominion Theology is a reference to the King James Bible rendering of Genesis 128. It says, and God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. In the late 1980s, several prominent evangelical authors used the phrase dominion theology and other terms like dominionism to label a group of theological movements that were designed to bring about a takeover of our government and to create a government that is ruled over by a particular interpretation of Christian theology, not even necessarily the most widest believed one. But this movement has been around since the 80s. You've heard it referred to as the Christian right, the moral majority. That goes a little further back into the 70s where some of its roots lie. But it is the idea that they have a mission to take over the government of the United States and remake it as a Christian nation, which is contrary to the framework, what the founders of our country wished, which was a country with freedom of religion and not one made in the image of any particular religion. And what we have been seeing in especially over the last year and a half is a real attack on our rights. And of course, as a woman, what has been the most personal to me has been the attack on reproductive rights. A year and a half ago, we saw the Dobbs decision, which overturned the Supreme Court ruling making abortion legal across the United States and sending it back to the individual states. Since then, 21 states have enacted near or total bans on abortions. That's almost half of the 50 states, folks. And again, this is a very 
personal right. Okay, this is the equivalent of saying, hey folks, uh, if your appendix bursts, you can't go get your appendix out, okay? That's mm -hmm. not your decision to make. You know, this is a personal decision, and I'm, but in 21 states, women do not have the agency to make that decision for themselves. So we're less than full citizens. And now Alabama and Texas are even seeking to make it illegal for women who live in those states to travel to other states where abortion is legal. So Marianne Kay, um, earlier Marianne mentioned it. It's been kind of echoed out there that I'm finding out is that women have become three three uh, three fifths citizens and because they don't exactly. have physical time and that is about how you count slaves i just wanted to point that out earlier that, that, that this has been echoed out there the idea of not being full citizens but particularly three-fifths citizen they only count as three-fifths of a citizen at so many levels want to hear more about that listen to marianne Kay's podcast after this on that particular issue back to mary hmm? thank you but yes uh Alabama and Texas are trying to make it illegal to travel to other states to have abortions where they are legal. And that is in defiance of the interstate clause in the Constitution, which makes uh, it illegal to put any kind of prohibition on interstate commerce or moving from one state to another. And let's face it, folks, Las Vegas is built on the fact that gambling is illegal in most states. So people go to Las Vegas to gamble on their vacation. And no states are trying to crack down on that. It's just around women's reproductive rights. And the same types of rights are be, or the same types of attacks, rather, are happening in the LGBTQ community. There are attacks going on on gender-affirming care in several states. Uh, let's see here. In uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and South Carolina, they are considering banning care for transgender people up to 26 years of age. Most other states were just looking at banning gender-affirming care on people under the age of 18, although this is a... It's fear-mongering. It's seeking to say somebody's going to convince your child they're transgender and get them to have a gender surgery without your permission, which is not going to happen. But it's also driving violence against transgendered people. And again, this is a personal decision. And so, yeah, thank you for reminding us about that. 
And if you want to know some of the others, you know, you, you've been talking with Brian Ellicott, which we have done here on Pagan World TV in this last year. You've done the Transgender uh, Remembrance Day, and we're getting a pretty good supply about transgender so that we can keep people in the loop. Can you talk a little bit? Can you give me about a minute or two on that? All right. And, uh, well, we did do a ritual for Transgender Day of Remembrance that Brian led, and he will be leading us with rituals or speeches mm -hmm. for other occasions honored by the LGBTQ committee. He's getting a schedule together for us, and we will be announcing those occasions. Mm -hmm. But I do want to point out that uh, violence against L especially transgendered individuals is on the rise. And transgendered individuals have a hard time accessing health care, even for their most basic needs. Uh they may have a hard time going into the emergency room if they fell and broke something because the staff there do not want to give them care. And this has nothing to do with their transition. So I do want to put a quick spotlight on that. And on Pagan World TV, we are going to be continuing to offer more programming for our trans or our lgbtq uh siblings and you can look for more announcements on that coming up uh another thing i wanted to bring up is especially in my home state of tennessee there have been uh attempts to ban drag shows because oh my goodness the child might see a drag queen goodness and for the record, you do Pagan Pride Day in Nashville, one of the largest Pagan Prides in the country. It's over 90 booths. Several thousand people go there and some of the best names in the business. Last year was Oberon. He's been there, what, two years in a row now? More? He has. Um, you had uh, Papa G. If you ever see Papa G stuff, if you don't know Aroma G, I mean, he's been doing some amazing all-day tarot readings, but he is very, was there, and he's also another advocate. And so these are sort of things. So you have this huge event hmm? and uh, in groups and you have like divine intentions. One of the biggest, bigger shops in the area comes out there, throws out a big event, but also does a lot of great sponsorship and support. So you have this big event and everything else. And you have a family friendly drag show with it, right? Yes, we have in previous years had a wonderful family friendly drag show they have done a great job producing uh, numbers that the children loved. Uh, but in this last, last year, they couldn't, right? Or you didn't take the yeah, risk? Last year, they were not. Well, we had some scheduling issues last year. I have to say, the year before, they did a number with the Sanderson sisters. That's hysterical. From Hocus Pocus, that was such a hit with the kids. But, and again, this is a personal decision. If you don't want your children to see a drag show, 
you don't have to take them to one. Uh, certainly, there are family-friendly drag bunches. Oh, goodness, there might be a drag story hour where someone dresses up and encourages children to read. Heaven help us. But I want to point out that all of these attacks are attacks on someone's personal agency, their ability to make a decision about their own life. And the way the original drag ban was written in Tennessee, it could even be read as a transgender person walking down the street minding their own business might have been interpreted as performing drag in public. And another uh, aspect of this I want to point out is the movement for school vouchers. And this comes off innocent sounding. We want to give money to children in very poor performing school districts. Let them go to a private school so they can get a better education. But what this actually is, is the start of moving public education money out of public education and into private run schools that are largely Christian in nature. And that's what it boils down to. It is an attempt to move education out of a public sector and into a private Christian influence sector. And again, the schools are mostly run under a very narrow Christian theology. So it's seeking to keep us from being able to have that secular education for our children. And let me offer this. Whoever pays for your education is going to set the rules. And that whoever runs the education is going to build the overculture. And I know the United States, great intentions, and in Chicago and everything else, it has as broad an education as possible. Coming in and creating these narrow sets limits the amount of information that a child can get. And, and we don't want to begin talking about that. But also, you have to understand, it's okay for us to... But we, can we, see, we need to see some more of this. But if you go on to... Uh, uh, Pagan World TV, uh, Pagan World's site, Pagan.world, we look at some blogs, we talk about that idea of education. You know, and Mary does a great job. We've been running this site, Pagan World TV, and all this, so you can continue to get this information. But we've been reporting on this, and Mary's been doing a frontline job on that. Um, so let me go ahead and offer this. So you really talk about this control of, of self, this control of education, this sort of this, and you're on the front lines, you're in Tennessee. I mean, you're right there in Nashville where th this is not just this is not theoretical or this is on the grounds. But let me offer one thing. I think you can give us one thing. One of the most famous pastors in America right now. Isn't it Pastor Greg, right? Can you talk about what it is? I mean, he's really breathing right down on your neck and your community. Yes, that would be Pastor Greg Locke. Mm -hmm. of the Global Vision Bible Church. Mm -hmm. And he's famous for burning books. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and he's also a strong supporter of former President Trump. He uh, held a service on Halloween. Mm-hmm. He uh, advised parents they should be bringing their children to his church service to be delivered from demonic influences rather than let them go out and participate in that horrible, horrible ritual of going around knocking on doors and asking for candy. Yeah, and and that's not the first time we've seen that. There have been all sorts of other people who did the Halloween. All Halloween candy is cursed. Halloween is like... Yes. One of the favorite holidays, this is the hypocrisy of it. It's one of our favorite holidays in America. I mean, like, literally, we could go to the series statistics, drinking, costuming. I mean, it trails Christmas um, for costuming and decor. It's just right below Fourth of July for drinking. I mean, it's everybody's favorite holiday, second favorite holiday. A lot of people have different favorite holidays. And it's been around for a long time. It has, and I mean, as Wiccans and pagans, we don't attach any religious significance to passing out candy to kids. I I love to do it. I, I worked in my Samhain observances, so I still have time to pass out candy because, as you mentioned, I'm a grandmother. I love seeing kids in cute, cute costumes coming that, to my door. And handing out candy for you is a secular activity. It's part of the it secular. Is a, it is a secular activity. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I enjoy doing. And the other thing that uh, Pastor Lant did is after his church service where he uh, delivered the children from demonic influences instead of letting them go out and get their candy, bless their hearts, they then trooped outside and had a book burning, although he also had told people to search their homes for anything with demonic influence and bring that they also burned their church's previous PA equipment. Why did they do that? It's ridiculous. I don't know if they had to get new PA equipment. I personally would have sold the old stuff to cover part of the cost, but then I'm a practical sort of a witch, so. Absolutely. You so, know. So if you have demon-possessed PA systems, Please send them to Mary Hawk. And between her and her <laughs> lovely husband, they would they would more than probably accept possess demonic or otherwise some sort of supernaturally powered PA systems. Please don't burn them. That causes chemical reactions. Please send them to Mary Hawk. DM her privately to find out how to send her your demonly possessed. No, I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. But also, if you think you have demon-possessed video equipment, you can certainly donate it to Pagan World TV, and we'll be happy to use it. That's right. And if it's angels, gremlins, fairies, we don't care. We we we, really, yeah. we, we are. In all seriousness, <laughs> let's all seriousness. Let's turn this into a real pitch. We can use equipment, camera equipment. We- 
We could. We right? could. Why don't you talk about that for a minute? Let's get off this and talk about for a moment. Tell us what we really need as far as that goes. We may be making a joke, but. Yeah, we, we did start. But yes, we absolutely could use video camera equipment and microphones that will work with video cameras. Um, also podcast boards, channel boards. We could use that. Yeah. Channel boards would be good. Data storage. One of the things we're finding ourselves hitting the wall on is data storage. Data mm -hmm. storage. Yes. That's another thing we're hitting the wall on. Okay. So if anybody has some equipment you're no longer using, uh, message me or Ed, and we'll be happy to take it off your hands. Absolutely. And um, and if you just want to send us an Amazon card or your local creator, we will accept that too. We really can use the equipment. And if you have equipment, we can use. <laughs> and if you and you have equipment that you can use, you know, talk to us about being a reporter for us because this new year we're going to have to go into it. And so let's get kind of back. So this Pastor Greg Locke, to me, is just one step of grabbing a child or a woman uh, and putting them to the stake. To me, it just, and it, he has accused women in his church right. of being witches. He has. So and said that he had their names and addresses. He did not actually say who they were. Mm -hmm. And actually, when that statement was made, you know, I kept waiting for the next shoe to drop as far as what scandal was going to come out, but nothing did. And you know, yeah. I wonder if he didn't scare some people into silence, but I bet he did because that, the next step is murder. Hmm? I mean, that might be sounding over dramatic people, but let me let, go ahead. Let me let you continue. So, you've talked about trans, you've talked about you know women's rights, reproductive rights, and all this. But what's next on your list? Well, and now I am, but I'm just pointing out that this is all a movement designed to create a society where we're not supposed to exist. It's designed to create a society where a very narrow interpretation of Christianity is the law. Mm -hmm. Because. And absolutely. Um, I think that is an important part. So I'm, so uh, if you were listening earlier to Byron Ballard, who's been on the Witch Rising specials, she talks about the tower time and how these hierarchies always seem to collapse. But when they collapse, we think it's the bad guy on top. If we replace only the bad guy on top. It'll, you know, it'll be better. Or, and these structures are unsound. And this concept of this plague that's facing us. So let's take the last issue. I think that of importance. Unless that, and you've been following this. We've all been following the story of the last couple of days. And for you guys who are listening in the future, look this up. This rabbi, I'm not going to go into it. You can read it. This rabbi out of Harvard wrote an article called Return to Paganism. And it was an absolute hatchet job on the idea of Democrats and Republicans that are rich. And anyone who is rich or behaving anything out of a very narrow monotheistic interpretation were pagans. And they were showing pagan behaviors. And it's it's been pretty amazing. What would you say about that? You've been watching it. Well, I have been watching it. And when I first read the article, 
remember I told you, you know, this is the sort of stuff I was force fed as a child. And me too. As far as what any behavior outside the very narrow norm I was taught was paganism. And and you were raised during the satanic panic period, right? You're an 80s child? I am an 80s child. Oh, my goodness. I was not allowed to play D&D as a kid. I, I wasn't allowed to. At least mm. I could not admit that's what happened mm-hmm. when I went back home. I'll, I'll just say that. Officially, I knew nothing about D&D. Nothing. Uh you know that yeah we we did not celebrate halloween in any shape or form and i won't go down all the list of strictures but anyway yeah, no, and, and 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 people who know know and we'll have a whole story about this um, but yes it and of course the whole article what it talked about has absolutely nothing to do with modern pagan thought no. But to me, the most interesting part, and I'm just going to pull up the article. Okay, so this the... wasn't, if we heard this from Fox News, we'd go, screw it. If we heard it from The Hill, we would have said, screw it, because yeah, we would think it was right-wing propaganda. But this was in The Atlantic, a traditionally left-of-center magazine. You know, right. Well-beloved by Democrats and a lot of people. I mean, and, 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 and other people. I mean, so it's a that's what made it so so hard, so out of place, because we expect noise out of certain right-wing places. Now, as you were saying, you, you were looking it up, the one piece? Yes, and I have got it pulled up. And mm-hmm. so, um, Holly E. Moore, the executive director of Cherry Hill Seminary and the chair of Interfaith Partners of South Carolina wrote to Rabbi Wolf uh, offering to read to have some sort of dialogue, perhaps on Zoom, to discuss what what to discuss the article and how paganism was depicted there. And this is the answer. And I am quoting from the Wild Hunt. So you can go look it up at wildhunt.org. Uh, his answer was, thanks for your kind note, wrote Walt. I have been deluged with advocacies, requests for dialogue, and so forth. The article did not and does not address the current pagan communities, nor was it intended to. Wolf declined to discuss the matter any further with anyone, including Emor's proposed discussion or any of the other numerous and various dialogues I have been asked to. Please be assured all that although it may have been a, the effect, well concluded, neither or offense nor anger was or is my desire. I accept the many disapprovals as they are and wish you and yours a happy new year. Okay. So, whoops, I cut off your foot, but I didn't mean to. And no apology. 
Not really. That's not an apology. That's not an apology. He, he just said, no attempt to understand a, a very traditional mechanism and degradation. He did not recognize us as human beings. He continued his pattern that I didn't mean you. He didn't say that you're human beings. In fact, it was continued degradation. But I want to yeah. thank Holly on that. Yeah. I mean, I saw this mechanism. I saw Byron Bell was the first to post it. And she did it as an MSN. And right away, I started posting it. And then we saw Jason Menke. He got out there, and he was one of the first statements I saw out there. Uh, Janet Callahan, so many people made statements, kept going. Lawrence Lerner, who's working on Behind the Back Wall, Lawrence Lerner is like one of the slickest guys in the back wall that I've seen. He's really good at it. He's honest. Mm -hmm. He's authentic. And then he got – Holly's now made this response, direct ahead of it. Byron Ballard is a response. Wild Hunt's been on top of this. I am just so pumped that the community really took a hand. And even if we forced him to do this, I am really, really impressed. You know, yes. for a community that whines and complains and bites at itself so often, this was impressive. It, I don't think it's it over is yet. So it's I hope it's not over yet. I don't think he's mm -hmm. going to learn anything from it except for possibly don't yell at pagans mm -hmm. watch that word a little bit more um i hope it does pagans fight back i don't know i think this is yeah you know, i think we're gonna start seeing this if they someone else does it we'll be able to do better um we, we're now starting to see a voice for ourselves in 2024 and you're part of that voice you're pagan world tv you, you're working on all of these projects of communication and people are recognizing that. Um, the Witchy Awards are coming up. Uh, I know Mary Hawk has been nominated by some people. We'll see if she comes. And if she does, we're going to ask for your vote because uh, for, for new voice of the year. Uh, you know. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, but okay, in closing, so 2024 is coming. Like in a few hours. Some of our yes. friends will see it before we do. Uh, I think Rolando is like one of the first people. Blue Souls are like one of the first people. Uh, Rain and Megan and uh, Chris out there in the Netherlands. We'll be doing a special. So on uh, 8 to 10, the same, uh, 8 o'clock on Sunday, we're going to be doing our, our New Year's Eve spells for Islam predictions. But which rising 2024? What do we need to be doing in 2024? Is there anything that we need to be doing? Anything we should be doing? What can we do to support women everywhere, anywhere, even if it's just us? What, what can we do? What should we be doing? Uh, number one, Pay attention to what's going on. That's the first thing. Pay attention. Um, number two, my favorite one, vote. Pay attention to what policies are being pushed at every level of government and vote accordingly. And work together. As a community, we don't have time for infighting anymore, folks. We are under attack. The fact that this article got through the Atlantic is proof. The fact that we have had so many attacks at our festivals this year is proof. We have to stand together. And... Um... So, uh, so thank you, Mary. Where should they go to find you? 
Uh, you can find me at pagan.world. You can find me on Facebook, Mary Hawk. You can email me at maryhawk1968 at gmail.com. And well, and, and she also is known as the Queen of Swords. So we're going to see more from her. We, do, we are doing it every day. And so thank you, Mary, for finishing this off for us. This has been a week of Witch Rising. I want to thank all our guests. I want to thank Marianne Kay, who started off this week talking about the trials and tribulations of just being a businesswoman, you know, uh, and the prejudice against that. I want to thank uh, Byron Ballard, who brought us Tower Time and explained a lot of these things. Right in the midst of this rabbi story, she took time with us planned uh, to do so. I want to thank Pam Kelly, who taught us about voting and about phone banks and what we need to do more. I want to thank Chris Copeland, talk about her entire health experience. To be so vulnerable and to open to us. That was an amazing, authentic thing that she shared with us. Um, I want to thank Lori Blackman, who brought to us the, the challenges of being as a parliament and challenges of being a woman uh, as, a, as a spiritual leader, as more importantly, a press secretary. So that was a fascinating look at it. And finally, to the person who is the leader of Witch Rising, the face out there to get it, we, uh, all our young ladies and women moving into the direction that we need to get them moving in, along with their male allies. And uh, our own Queen of Swords, Paladin Commander, Mary Hawk, who was absolutely was able to bring us the stories that it is. So thank you all for participating. We'll be doing another one of these very, very soon. Tomorrow night will be, if you're listening to this, the next in the sequence in the future. But tomorrow night, if you're listening to this live, is um, going to be the fun world of, we're going to have a prediction show tomorrow night. And then the first of the year and all hell is breaking loose. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you, folks. This is Ed the Pagan, and thank you for listening, and thank you for letting me enter your life every day along with my fabulous guests.